This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Let's pray. Father, into your presence we come, dear sir, to praise and to worship you. We say this is the day that you have made and we will adore you. We'll magnify your name. Father, we are so grateful for Jesus. We are so grateful for our salvation. We are so grateful for the precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you'll rise up big within me now, that you'll think through my mind and speak through my lips of clay. I declare I'm a servant ready to be used by the Master. I thank you I'll speak your word boldly, fearlessly, carried by the wind of the Spirit. I thank you that fear will be dispelled, but faith will rise up in the heart of your people. And we at Christian Family Church, we are not only hearers of the Word, but Father, we are doers of the Word, and therefore we have great success in life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen, and you may be seated. The title of my message tonight is Arise and Shine. And you know, family, we are living in the one of the most significant hours of human history. There's so many clashes between light and dark that sometimes it can be overwhelming. But I believe if there ever was a time for the body of Christ to rise and shine and be the light in the dark, it is now in Jesus' name. If we look at Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, in the Amplified, it says, Arise from the depression and the prostration in which circumstances have kept you, but now rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the glory of God that is risen upon you. And now we know that the glory is the Holy Spirit. We know that the glory is the goodness of God. It's the mercy of God. It's the kindness of God. It has risen upon us. And it is time for us, family, to advance the kingdom of God and for Satan and his demons to retreat in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now, you know, the word arise in the scripture is Kumai, which means there's a wide range of meanings. But God is saying to us today, Kumai, arise and be restored, because there's so much for us to do in the kingdom of God. So no matter what you have faced in life, what we have been through, family, it's time for us to arise out of our depression. We have to get out of being exhausted in the name of Jesus. Get out from fatigue. We have to rise out of weaknesses and burnout. We have to become strong in Christ in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, glory to God. We have to rise out of the feeling of the failed relationship. We have to rise out of the feeling that we'll never trust anyone again. Yes, we will in the name of Jesus. We have to rise out of that abusive relationship and we have to walk in the newness and the fullness of Christ that He has created and given us in the name of Jesus. We have to rise out of the hidden sins that keep us bound and walk in the freedom that He has paid for on the cross. Hallelujah. 
family, no matter what we have been through, it is time for us to take hold of the hands of Jesus and His Word and to arise and make a decision that we are going to go forward. We are not going to be defeated any longer. We are going to arise. We're going to see the glory of God on our lives. And we are going to have good success in our families, in our lives, in our health, in our marriages, in our children. Because we, the body of Christ, we will arise. Give the Lord praise in the house because we are going to arise. Glory to God. We're going to arise out of darkness and we're going to come into his glorious light. We're going to arise out of uncertainty. We're going to learn who we are in Christ and become confident in him. We are going to arise out of sickness and pain and walk in his divine health. Thank you, Jesus, that we can have healing meetings, that we don't have to go away sick. We can come into these meetings knowing that the power of God is going to touch us, the healing power of God. Jesus, the healer, heals our bodies, heals our minds, heals our souls, heals our relationships, heals our emotions, and we walk out of here strong, upright, and healed. Give the Lord praise in the house. He is awesome, and we want to thank you, Jesus. It's time for us to arise and walk out of sorrow. We should not be living in sorrow all the time, family. But God wants to give us joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. And you might say, but Pastor Beth, you don't understand what I'm going through. But I know who is inside of you. The hope of glory is inside of you. He's going to take that, that hopelessness and he's going to give you hope. You're going to say, I'm faithless. Well, you get in the word, you speak the word, you sing and you praise the Lord. You're have the joy unspeakable and full of glory because God inside you is greater than the devil who is, who is messing around with your mind in Jesus' name. We're going to rise out of confusion and we're going to walk in the peace of God that passes all understanding. You know, as born again believers, we should not be in confusion. We should not be in doubt. We should just be in the word of God and we'll walk in the peace of the Lord. When we walk in the peace of the Lord, we'll have the joy. We'll have no anxiety. We'll have no worries. We have no cares. And you might say, Pastor Beth, but you don't know the situation here. It's so difficult. It's so dark. But you know, when you have the word inside you, it doesn't matter how dark it is, you can be the light of the world and the power of God will walk inside you, leading you, guiding you, protecting you in all that you see and all that, that you do. He also wants us to arise out of anger. He doesn't want us to be mad all the time because anger gives a mighty foothold to the devil. We're going to walk in the peace of the Lord. He wants us to arise out of lack. You might say, Pastor Bev, that I'm in financial lack. That is not the that is not the will of God for you. He wants to meet every one of your needs in the name of Jesus. But he cannot meet your need if you're sitting in the couch watching TV and doing nothing. He will not meet your need. You have to say, Father, lead me, guide me to give me a job or become creative and say, God, show me how to create wealth. When you fast and when you pray, do you think God will not hear you? No, my saints, he will hear you. Not only will he hear you, but he's going to answer you your prayers and you will walk out of poverty and walk into the wealth that he has caused you to have so that you can tithe. You can be a blessing to others. You can give to the poor and you can be the light in the world because that's what he's called you to be, the light in the world. Give the Lord praise in the house. Thank you, Jesus.
We do not have to have a spirit of fear. We do not have to have a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. We don't have to walk in insecurity. We can walk in stability because we know who we are in Christ Jesus. It's time for us to rise out of the shame and and the guilt that has held us back and accept the forgiveness that the blood of Jesus has paid for. God wants you to know that he loves you, family, and that he forgives us of all our sins, and he wants to restore you. He wants to restore you, and he wants you to forgive yourself. Kumi says, arise and be restored. You know, when Jesus spoke to the lame man, and he said, arise. You know, the lame man, what did he do? He got up, and you know what, family? He was made completely well in Jesus' name. And you know, recently I spoke to a pastor's wife, and she said to me, Uh, Pastor Bev, you know, when I was um, 18 years of age, um, I got saved, but then I backslid, and when I was 19 and 20, I fell into a relationship with a man, and I felt pregnant, and I had an abortion. She said, but Pastor Bev, God has forgiven me. I've asked God to forgive me, and he's forgiven me, and I'm ready to tell my story of how God has forgiven me, and I've let go of the shame and the guilt and all the things that I've done in the past. Look, family, we've all made mistakes in the past, but you've got to learn to forgive yourself. If Jesus can forgive you, forgive yourself so you can move on into the fullness that God has for your life. You know, Romans 8, 35 says, Who then can ever keep Christ's love from us? When we have trouble or calamity, when we are hunted down or destroyed, is it because he doesn't love us anymore? And if we are hungry or penniless or in danger or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No. For the scripture tells us that for his sake we must be ready to face death at any moment of the day. For we are like sheep awaiting slaughter. But despite all this, overwhelming victory is ours. Did you hear that, family? Despite anything we are going through, overwhelming victories is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. For where we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. So family, we must accept God's love for us no matter what we've done, no matter what our past is. We must not listen to the voice of the enemy. He will try and hold us back. But we need to know we can start again because we are loved and we are important. Glory to God. Arise also means it's time for us to make a decision that we're going to get up and believe that the Bible is true and we're going to walk in the fullness of the world, the word. Do you know when the, the sun rises in the morning, we get up. And we've got to come to the realization that the Lord has a good and amazing plan for our lives. We are going to believe the word. We are going to hold on to the word, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, knowing that God has a way out for us because he is the way maker. Glory to God. God is an assignment for each and every one of us to carry out. 
Some of you family have been so disappointed by people that has actually affected your spiritual life. But God is saying to you today, he's saying, I want you to arise. I want you to rise out of that spiritual slumber. I want you to arise because it's time for you to wake up out of that spiritual slumber. Time for you to wake up. You are his beautiful bride. It's time for us to get ready because our, our Savior is coming back soon and we need to be awake and ready in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's time for us to get our passion back. Get the fire of God burning in our hearts again. It's time for us to be able to speak to people and in the name of Jesus, they will get healed. It's time to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's time for us to have that passion. Jesus, lead me, guide me to somebody who needs you today. I will not stay silent. I will open my mouth and I will tell them about the good news that Jesus loves them. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. We love you so much, Lord. We honor you tonight. And Ephesians 5.14 says, for this reason, it says, awake sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Mark 13.35 says, therefore watch, give strict attention, be cautious, alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening or at midnight or at cock crowing or in the morning. Watch, I say, lest he come suddenly, unexpectedly and find you asleep. And God is calling us as his body to rise up out of spiritual slumber. He wants us to be ready for his return. Remember about the five uh, wise virgins and the five foolish virgins. The five were ready and the five were not. So we have a warning that we must be ready for Jesus' return. Precious family, it's no time for us to live one foot in the world and one foot in church. No time for us to be so mad at everybody for what everyone's done for us that the flame has gone out of our lives. No, it's time for us to shine, to get that flame burning bright once again, to get ready for our Lord's return. For those of you who have been torn down by broken promises, it's time to forgive and move on. For those of you who have lost hope, possibly if I've lost hope and your hopes feel like they've been dashed, the Lord says it's time for you to dream again. Get dream again, whatever has been put to bed. Dream again. The Lord wants you to rise. Let those dreams come to the fore in Jesus' name. For those of you who have had bad relationships and your relationship has, has failed and you feel like you'll never trust again, trust again. God will bring you the right people into your life and you will be able to be surrounded with right people who will love you and help you and, and, and help you go to the next uh, level in Christ. When the sun rises, it dispels all darkness and darkness flees when the sun shines above all of us. It does more than enlighten every object of the earth. The sun nourishes us. It invigorates us. The effect of the sun on the outward nature is a striking resemblance of the influence of Christ in our hearts. In Him, there is life. In Him, there is joy. In Him, there is health. In Him, there is prosperity. In Him, there is wisdom. In Him, there is everything we need. Because Jesus, the Son of God, strengthens us, encourages us, gives us hope and a future. Glory to God. And He hears our prayers and answers us. And He loves us. And He wants us to go to the next level. He wants us to go from glory to glory. He wants us to go from strength 
gives the strength. He wants us to go from faith to faith. He doesn't want us to be downtrodden. He wants us to arise with the glory of God shining in and through us. Isaiah 60 not only requires us to arise, but it says, come on, family, time for us to shine in the dark world. Isaiah 60, verse 1 in the T Living TLB uh, says, Arise, my people, let your light shine for the nations to see, for the glory of the Lord is streaming from you. Darkness as black as night shall cover all the peoples of the earth. And we see that, don't we? We see darkness is covering the people of the earth. It's never been so dark. It's never been so wicked. It's never been so confused. People are the, the craziest. Um, they don't even know if they're Arthur or Martha. It is just nuts. The whole world has gone crazy. <laughs> but the Bible says the glory of the Lord will shine from us. All nations will come to your light, mighty kings, will come to see the glory of the Lord upon you. Family, when we take our place in this world and we start shining in the dark and being witnesses for Christ, the way we live, the way we speak to others, the way we treat others, the way we share the love of Jesus, people will be drawn to us. Because they'll see Jesus in us, the light of the world. John 8, 12 says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. So let's be that beacon of hope and beacon of light. The, there's an awakening call. Can you not hear it? Can you not feel it in the spirit that the God, God's calling us, awakening us, awakening us to pray, awakening us to be the light, awakening us to shine, awakening us to be prosperous, awakening us to rise in positions of authority in businesses. Don't you feel the awakening in your heart? Don't you sense that God is doing something new in the earth amongst the Christians? There is awakening. There is a stirring. There is something going on in our hearts. God is wakening his bride because he's coming. He's coming back and he wants us to be a glorious bride. He wants us to be ready. He wants us to be awake and he wants us to be working in the kingdom. And that's why he's calling us to be awake and to be at the light in the world. Glory, 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 glory to the Lord. Arise and shine, family, for the Lord, glory of the Lord is upon you. You know, as I was studying for this message, I, I read this book called um, The Hiding Place. How many of you have ever heard of Corrie Ten Boom? If you've ever heard of her story, just put your hands up. Let me see who hasn't heard her story. Okay, great. I'm going to tell you about her tonight. Okay, so Corrie Ten Boom is, uh, lived years and years ago, and she... Um, if you ever read her book, it'll really stir your heart. She said, the school of life offers some difficult courses, but it's in the difficult classes that one learns the most, especially if the teacher is the Lord Jesus himself. So during the last world war, when the German armies rolled over to Europe, they crushed countries in their path. Remember, you've heard about Adolf Hitler. And he sets into operation a plan to exterminate all the Jews. You remember that? And many of people in Holland, they responded by doing their utmost, utmost to help these Dutch Jews escape. 
Kari's family was one of them. She was helping these Jews. She was hiding these Jews so they wouldn't be going to the gas chambers. They did all they could to save these Jewish lives. But they too, Kari and her family, they were betrayed. And then they were arrested. At the time, Kari's dad was 84 years of age. And his friends had warned him if he persisted in hiding those Jews in his home, he could face life imprisonment. But her father replied that he was too old for prison. But even if he were to go to prison, he said it would be honor for him to give his life to God for God's ancient people, the Jews. Later, 35 members of her family and her friends were arrested. And they were led to the prison station. That night, the father read Psalm 91 before they went to prison. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God and in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover you with his wings and with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. That night in the police station was a very long one. The next day they were loaded into a prison van and on their way to the prison. And as that prison, as that van door shut, they knew their lives would never be the same because they were all going to go to prison. From that moment, everything changed. But Corrie knew she was certain for this one thing, that didn't matter which prison they sent her to, that Jesus would never leave her, that he would never forsake her, and she put her complete trust in Jesus, her Savior. On June the 6th, she and her sister Betsy were suddenly transported to the German concentration camp in Holland. In one sense, they were happier because now the two ladies were going to be together. Betsy, her sister, was seven years older than her, but prison life took its toll on her. Their lives were not easy in prison, as you can imagine. There was constant danger. There was punishment, relentless hunger, and there was neglect. But something happened in September 1944. The Allied forces liberated parts of Holland, and when they attacked the Germans, countless of Dutch prisoners were hastily sent to Germany. And Betsy and Corrie were two of those thousands of women now were going to be transported to Germany. They were put into a railway uh, truck, and they were uh, started to go in on the, on the railway track, but Corrie, in Corrie's hand, she had a, a string around her neck that no one ever saw. In the back of that string that was at the back, she had a tiny little Bible, and she kept it in a little cloth, and that Bible has sustained her during the time that she was in prison. And so the Word of God had given her strength, and she always shared the word of God with other women in the prison. She was a light. She shone for Jesus in a dark place. So far, her Bible had been kept a secret. She had hidden it. But now, she was concerned. What if they searched her and they found 
her Bible. So Corrie recalls a long line of empty box cars and train carriages that slowly um, went by, and then it stopped. Eighty women were packed in behind that uh, train, and the door was shut. The next day and the next night, the train stopped, and it jerked, and it just kept on going for two more days and two more nights. They went deeper and deeper into the land of their fear. On the morning of the third day, the door opened. It was the end of their journey, and they realized they were in Ravensbrook. This was a notorious woman's death camp itself. They stumbled down the hill, and Corrie felt the little Bible thumping on her back. As long as she had the word, she felt she could face hell itself. But how could she conceal the Bible in what uh, an inspection that lay ahead? As the guard searched every woman, patting them in their fronts and sides, Corrie began to pray and asked the Lord to shield her, asked the Lord to hide her little Bible so that no one would see her Bible. Well, the woman in front of her was searched, the man, the lady next to her was searched, the woman behind her was searched, even her sister was searched. But they didn't even look at Corrie. They didn't look at her. They didn't search her. It was as if God hid her. Long before she started holding Bible studies in prison. She was in a place called Barracks 28, where they praised the, they said they were the crazy people because they had hope, because she was teaching them the Bible. So the woman had hope. In the darkness, she was light for Jesus. In this very dark place, she was shining the love of Jesus, sharing the love of Jesus to the woman, getting the woman saved, praying for them. In spite of the, the human madness all around them, she was telling them that God still had an amazing plan for their lives and he wanted to take care of them. She learned that there was a stronger power that had the final say, stronger than death, stronger than prison, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. It was in that, that place, Ravensbrook, more than 96,000 women died, including her beloved sister. A week after her sister died, her name, Terry Corrie Ten Boom, was called. She thought this was the day that she was going to face the gas chambers like the 96,000 other women had faced the gas chambers. But no, this was a day that God was going to give her a second chance. This was a day that she was going to be released. She learned later that through an administrative blunder, she was released. And she knew that it was not the end of an era, but it was a beginning of a new one. As she walked slowly through the gate, never looking back, she was free. Flooding through her mind were the words, Behold, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, family, even in the most difficult circumstances, God can still make a way where there is no way. He's the God of the universe. He's all powerful. And He can still make a way for you where there seems to be no way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. After that, she said that the whole world became her classroom. She traveled the world twice around and speaking in more than 60 countries on all the continents, always carrying her little Bible in her hand and preaching the good news. And she went around the world telling everyone, God has a good plan for your life. Jesus loves you and God can make a way where there seems to be no way. Through it all, Corrie was never bitter. She was never, she never blamed God. She never said, God, why is this happening to me? She didn't say, God, my sister died. She didn't say, God, my father and all my family were taken to prisons and they, they died. She didn't. She just kept her eyes on Jesus, knowing that she'd see her family in heaven one day and she wanted to leave her mark on the earth and she just decided she was going to tell the world about loving Jesus. So she let a light shine in the dark. There came a day when the prison doors were opened supernaturally and God used her for His glory. And for all of us who are willing to follow God and do His will, I've come to tell you today that He's going to open the door for you and where there is no way and He's going to set you free from whatever's holding you, whatever's blocking you, whatever's in a bondage in your way, whatever mountains in your way, that is going to be removed in Jesus' name and God has got a good plan ahead for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, family, it is time for us to arise and touch the world with your story. She came out of prison, and yet she touched the world with her story. And you might have been through your darkest days. You might have been through the most difficult times, and you've trusted in the Lord. But this is your time, family. This is your hour. This is the day that God is saying to you, your name is called tonight. You can walk out of your circumstances. You can walk out of darkness. You can walk out of loneliness. You can walk out of despair and you can walk in the newness that God has for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Corrie knew it wasn't the end of an era, but it was the beginning of a new one. So whatever you've been through, whatever you've been through, God can open doors for you that no man can shut so remember, when God has restored you, when God has helped you, when God has delivered you, when God has healed you, when God has brought wholeness to your family and given you peace and blessed your business, when God has given you that miracle, given you that baby, given you that business, when He has answered all your prayers, it is no time to relax. Remember what Corrie said. The whole world became her classroom. After your experience, it's now time for you to share it with the world around you. It's time to be involved in a small group. It's time for you to share your experience with others. Time for you to say yes to Bible school. It's time to say yes to the dream team. It's time to say, yes, I'm joining the youth. It's time to say, as a parent, I'm taking my children to children's church. I'm not going to let them grow up in the world and wander and become dark in the darkness. I'm going to be the parent that God expects me to be in the name of Jesus. 
It's time for us to be shining lights to others, not thinking for one moment how things might have been so different had you not gone through your experience. It's your wealth of experience that makes you rich. And now it's your turn to spend it on hurting people. People all around us are hurting. And it's time for us to be that shining light, to be there, extend our healing hands in the name of Jesus, to love people, to heal people in the name of Jesus, to help them up. God can use a childhood abuse. If your family neglected you, they, you had a tragedy, you overcame an abortion, you don't even have to be in full-time ministry to accomplish great things for God. We need you in the world to accomplish great things for God. People in your workplace, your neighbors, they are dying. They need hope. They need healing. They need answers. And family, you have the answer in Jesus' name. Corrie Ten Boom, she left her mark on history by allowing her light to shine in the dark abyss of prison. And around the globe, her light shone. And today, Jesus is saying, will you go into all the world? Will you go to the restaurants? Will you go to the supermarkets? Will you go to the malls? Will you tell your neighbors? Will you tell your friends about Jesus and what he has done for you? Will you let your light shine for him? I believe God has created you and me for times such as this. When people are, people are saying, where are the Corries of the world? You can say, I'm a Corrie. I'm unashamed of the gospel of Christ. I believe that it's time for us to come out the, of the dark and be the light, unafraid of circumstances. God needs your voice, family. God needs you to be the light. God needs you to shine. Will you leave your mark on this world or for the glory of God? This is your hour to rise up, take your position and fulfill your God-given role in the kingdom because the Lord has already trained you. He has already equipped you. So awaken your passion for the kingdom of God because we are living in strategic times and God needs you and your role in this earth is vital and He's challenging us tonight. Will we get to work? Will we make an impact? Will we touch others around uh, with the good news of the gospel. Family, it's our time. It's your time. It's our time as God's children to arise and shine. Will you be the one who answers the call and said, yes, I'm going to be the one that lets my light shine. Every head bowed and every eye closed. My husband will do the altar call. One, two. That was a powerful message, was it not? I love the story of Corrie Ten Boom. I, I, just, I just said to Dr. Johnny, listening to this message, I just said to Dr. Johnny, you know, imagine the father got his family around and he's reading Psalm 91 about the angels protecting them, knowing that the soldiers are coming to take them all away. And not knowing what's going to happen to his children when they go to German prisons. Knowing what's happened to everybody before, how they've, been, how they've died and been tortured. 
So he knows now his children are going to go through this. Reading the Psalm 91, he's trying to encourage them, knowing that probably certain death is ahead of his family. I can't imagine what that must be like for a father. Can you imagine that? You know your children are going to be going into torture and you can read this. The Lord will never leave you and forsake you. The angels of God camp around about you and protect you all your ways. It's the right one to read. It's the right scripture to read. But even in death, even in death, the Lord is there. The Bible said, absent from the body, and present with the Lord. He's there to take us home when we leave this body. When you come out your body, Jesus is right there to take you home. He will not abandon you. What a glorious home going and what a glorious life to know the Lord. Amen? What a glorious life to know the Lord. So for those of you that don't know Jesus here tonight, I was there once. It's a lonely experience. I know all of us were there at one time. It's a lonely experience not knowing where you're going when you die. I can still remember those days. When I got saved in 1971, it was a... I kept sensing... Um, abandonment alone being lonely in it, being lonely in it, and separated and cut off and oppressed and I tried everything to fill that gap tried everything to fill that gap nightclubs and parties and surfing and sports and all that but it didn't satisfy you, you you forgot about your problems while you're enjoying all that but then you wake up in the morning and they're right back there nothing satisfied and I didn't know Jesus was the answer to my problems that's the thing you see the unsaved don't know that Jesus is the answer we can't imagine what a great wonderful life Jesus can give them. They can't imagine it. And then um, when my friend Kelly Smith told me his mother goes to that crazy church where they swing on the chandeliers and then his mother told him that a baby was healed from cancer of the brain and certified healed by the doctors. She told Kelly, Kelly wasn't a Christian, my friend. And he told me about this. You're not a Christian. He and I used to surf together and along with Graham Patterson and all the other guys. And uh, I said, Kenny, you're telling me that a baby got healed from cancer when a man prayed for her? He said, yeah, that's what mother said. And I knew his mother, she would never lie. So because I knew she would never lie, I said, Kelly, we are going to that church. I want you to take me to that church to this, this Sunday. He said, okay. 
I loaded up all my friends, not all of them, a bunch of them. And they had mini bus with surfboards on the top, stickers all over, loud music inside, nightclub and wheels. And we arrived at the church, we all got saved. Kelly got saved, I got saved, we all got saved. My whole life changed. Then I realized, when I realized that night that Jesus was the answer, when the peace of God flooded my heart and the joy of God flooded my heart, I, and I realized, goodness me, this is what I've always searched for, could never find it anywhere, but it's right here in Jesus. I just began to weep, okay, uncontrollably, like I just came home. And I can assure you right now, I have a look back not one day since 1971, September 12th, until this day. I'm just as excited about serving Jesus as I was that very first night because he's so real. So if you're sitting out here tonight and you don't know the Lord, this is your night. This is what you've been looking for. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. How many would say, Apostle Theo, I need Jesus. I want to be sure that I go to heaven when I die. I want to meet this Jesus. I want to know him, the giver of life, the giver of peace and love. Can you help me? Yes, I can. I'm going to pray a little prayer, and God's going to speak to your heart right where you're sitting, and He's going to give you that assurance tonight that you are forgiven for all of your sins, that you will go to heaven, and that God is now your Father from tonight, and that He will listen to you when you ask Him for help in every single area of your life. Big things and small things, he'll listen to you when you pray. So I'm gonna pray a little prayer and God's gonna give you that assurance. But you have to take a step toward God first. So I'm gonna count to three and if you'll slip your hand up to indicate to God that you invite him to speak to you tonight, then he will. That's all you have to do when I count to three. And then when I pray my prayer, God will move many steps toward you and put that assurance right in your heart and you'll go home changed like I did all those years ago. All right, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Ready? But before I do, I'm counting to three. Slip your hand up when I count to three. If you want to be included in this prayer, here we go. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Keep those hands raised. Now somebody's coming to put their hand on your shoulder that you know we love you. And Jesus loves you while I pray my little prayer. Praise God. All right. Now, I invite everybody to say this prayer with me so that those who are saying it for the first time 
will not be shy and they'll say it out loud along with us. So let's say it real loud, everybody. You ready? Dear God in heaven, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross in my place. You punished him for all of my sins so I can be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. I receive my forgiveness. Come into my heart, Jesus. Save my life. I declare you are the Lord of my life. Today I will live for you. And from now on, with all my heart. Praise God, I'm saved. God is now my Father. And I am bound for heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.